warning. This podcast contains some f***ing bad language. Just like that poor bugger who let slip he was in Auckland Hospital with an eel up his backside. You're assuming that I put this eel up my ass deliberately. How dare you? True stories. Your stories. Your fuck-ups. Jim Cawthorn presents... The Fuck Up Files. Ah, uh, yes. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on the time you're listening into this podcast right now. This is The Fuck Up Files. If you've fucked up, we know about it. And if we don't, well, then I guess we're fucked up, haven't we? I am uh, regarded fuck up, Jim Cawthorn. And joining me once again to help dive into our stories of where we have screwed up. Your stories, my stories, um, Joe Blog's stories. On the other side of the desk there is producer Ryan. How are you, producer Ryan? Hello, Jim. Very excited for today's one. I've just got a good feeling about it, you know? <laughs> have, you got that, have you got that wee hum, have you? And you would have heard it in the intro, um, if you do know the person that has the eel up their backside, or you are that person, feel free to get in touch. You do. Uh, our number, you can text through 3520, have the keyword Jim at the start, text through if you're the eel guy, or text through if you've had a blowout yourself, because we'll have someone on that's that's had a blowout uh, later on the show. Imagine getting the eel guy on, like this. Hell of a scoop, because I'm here. The- He's already here. Sorry. Hands not. Hang on. Hang on a minute. How do you fucking say your last name again? Uh, Neetle. Neetle like Beetle. Ants Neetle. Uh, Presenter. uh, You might know him from uh, commentating a bit of cricket. You see him on Sky Sports here and there. He's got the old TAB podcast with old mate. um, Who's the rugby commentator again? This is a hell of an intro. (laughs) Presenter and self-confessed failed sportsman as well. Bloody oath. Yeah, I bowled a triple bouncer once in my time. So, So, so of course, cricket is your particular sport. It was. So, were you close? That's what I want to ask. When you say that you're a failed sportsman, my impression is that you got very close to, say, representing New Zealand. I sort of, uh, I represented Counties Manukau as uh, around uh, 16 years old. So I played with the likes of your Ian Butlers, your Daryl Tuffies, um, uh, your Peter McGlashans of this world. So mm. uh, not prominent names, but it was good. Uh, a lot of the lads that, are, that play in the New Zealand Black Caps right now, I was through sort of Northern District setups with them. So it's... Yeah, it's good stuff. I'm not, you know, I'm proud of my career when I was a, an ankle biter, uh, and um, now I'm obviously in the media streams with you, Jimmy. Oh, thank you, mate. And also, I've had a, a smoked eel up my ass, so uh, you get you know two for one deal here. No, is that how I got smoked? Thanks, well, <laughs> is that how you do it? The internal Bunsen burner. <laughs> All right. Well, let's start with yarn number one. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm. I am actually quite nervous about telling this story. This is this is actually the biggest fuck-up of my life. We go back, anyway, to the year 2003, right? How I, old were you there? I was about, I was turning 17 that year, if I remember correctly. Yeah, 16 or 17 years old at this time. High school. Now, high school, um, I'll be honest, I, I was a try-hard. I just wanted to be the coolest kid, you know what I mean? I've changed completely now. I'm not like that these days. No, but I just wanted to be. I just wanted to fit in as much as I could. You You're know, only what I mean? human. Exactly. It's, it's high school's a fucking asshole. Let's be honest. It's such hierarchy. How good were lunch breaks though? Well, were we at we at Southland Boys. No, James Hargis High School. Oh, James Hargis. Isn't that one of those crooked schools in New Zealand? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Like, you do got, like cage fighting and the cricket nets and stuff like that. Is that? Fuck, that's the first I've heard of that one. Okay, maybe I made that it's up. <laughs> <laughs> I used to coach cricket after schools uh, out in counties Manukau. Oh, James Cook, and I'd you know a guy would be on the front foot, you know, having a few throwdowns, and they would have cage fights. They'd kick us out and beat really? each other. Around. Yeah, it's incredible. They literally would like organised cage fights. Yeah, organised cage fights, and these kids were like you know fifteen, sixteen. Well, and and it wasn't fighting over lunch. It was just you know chicks beating up chicks. And you know they'll go around, you know, get around like angry animals, you know, cheering it on. And I'd be there with my bat. So sometimes took the bat out of my hands and yeah. use it as a weapon. Yeah, fair enough. 
Uh, anyway, so you're, an, you're an adult sort of teacher at that stage. I was around 23, 22, oh. so. You're not far from yeah. leaving high school. Was yeah. it James Cook High School? James Cook High School. Oh, Don't recommend yeah. taking your kids there if, they're, if you want them being enough, I guess. <laughs> anyway, so like I said, at high school, wanted to be the best person ever. Now an opportunity arose Fantastic. to climb the ranks of being popular. The parents decided to go away for the weekend. Woo. So I was like, fuck. Hey, let's have a party. We're all on. <laughs> we're having a party. And I was telling everybody, left, right and centre, hey, we're having a party. My brother, I've got a twin brother, right? Yeah. He was panicking, but karma hit me in the face pretty hard. Now, a bit of a background to this yarn, right? My parents, right, my mother and my stepdad, they're a bit sexually deviantish. They're a bit sexual. In, in what way? So well, they just they bang a lot. Yeah, they they are constantly. Uh, I mean, That's good. That actually means they're in love, mate. But my stepdad, he because in his we in the bottom drawer on his side of the bed, he had a lot of pornos, you know, videotapes. Yeah. They're they labelled mash. You put on thinking, seventies pornos. Anyway, my parents went away. They're away for the whole week. Now, on the first night, you have your sort of, this the pre-part, isn't it? The warm-ups. There's a few boys coming over, and we're getting sort of loose. And I wanted to, as I did, want to show off, and I was like, boys, you got to see this. So we go into my parents' room, and I'm like, look at this. We're cracking. Like, oh, sweet, there's porno. So then we go watching them. And now think about it, it's kind of weird sitting with a group of lads watching porn, isn't it? You know? Well, are the lights on or off? And do you have duvets, duvets over we, the lamps? No, I don't know. The lights are on, we're just <laughs> laughing. We're going back and forth, uh, and I was just showing, yeah, I'll, I'll get, we'll get another tape. Come back, look at this one. This is when the fuck up happened. Yes. We found my mother's dildo. <laughs> oh, look, I'm going to dive into this right now. It was a silver bullet, yeah. right? It was in a box that was that was about thirty years old. The thing is, what got me was it was on my stepdad's side of the bed, so that made me think: Does this? Did, did, did this? Like, did he use this with his ex-wife before he met my mother? Like, that's. I mean, this is how old it was. Nineteen seventy style box, right? It's called a non-doctor. Not a non-doctor. A non-doctor, and the, and the image is a woman dressed as a nurse. Anyway, that's where I was like, okay. So, <laughs> so I thought. I mean, I'm quite drunk. I thought it'd be quite funny. To chase people around the house with it. Yeah. We're holding it with tongs, of course. <laughs> <laughs> One poor bloke, like this is sort of later in the night, he passed out, he drank. We put it in his mouth. <laughs> and, and, then, and he wasn't happy either. Anyway, that was Friday. Now, come Saturday. Now, Saturday, I had work that morning, actually, and, and I actually faked a sickness that day just so I could get out early and start drinking. And I actually also, that's right, I worked out throughout the day that um, this party, the numbers of people that were going to be rocking up was getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. Because I had people contacting me that I never really knew. People from other schools texting me, oh, what time's your party kicking off? It's Rady Ra from bloody blah college and all this Oh, James Cook College. Yeah, James Cook College. <laughs> we want to beat the shit out of you. Know, um, but the, and, my, and my brother, I remember my brother getting quite nervous going, I think we should cancel this. Um, and then, of course, the night happened. And um, fuck, I'm not lying to you, it was a fucking huge house party. It was people, people would say it was still one of the best house parties they've ever been. How many are we talking? I would say <laughs> close to 200. Yeah! Wow! Geez. Like it was massive. Did you do a head count at the door? Or? I yeah, we got it was a guesstimation. No, it was a pure guesstimation. To be honest, probably nearly a hundred actually. I think two hundred. Two hundred sounds a lot. Yeah. lot two hundred is quite an exaggeration. It was a lot of people anyway. Yeah. But the house got fucked because at my house on one side there's a patio, right? Yeah. And then there's on the other side, sort of in the driveway, you, you wrap around and then you get the driveway. People were just lobbing bottles over the house. So constantly bottles were smashing. 
You know, the house was getting out of control. Now, I got so drunk, I passed out. And I... Oh, my God. I woke up. And weirdly, I was I was doing this in my sleep to begin to begin with. <laughs> oh, oh God! This is what woke me up. I woke up sucking on a silver bullet. <laughs> the non-doctor. <laughs> non-doctor. I forgot that. My I mom, forgot that. My mum's non-doctor. <laughs> in my mouth. And you know who put it in my mouth? The bloke who passed out the night before. <laughs> oh, vengeance! <laughs> There is a god. An I, eye for an eye. I tell a you, doctor what, for a doctor. I think back. Imagine if smartphones were around then. Like just because that shit would be going viral. It was already going viral at high school. Word of mouth. Not just my high school, but other high schools. You know what I mean? It got to the point like you know seventh form. You know at the end of the year when you you know you get your seventh form book. I don't know if you did fake awards yeah. for one another. Yeah, you yeah. know the groovy. Yeah, I got the award, the non-doctor award, <laughs> and my mum looked through it and she was like, "What the fuck's it <laughs> not?" Okay, that's what I love about it's nicknames as well. Plates, that man. they can stick for that long. Like, yeah. Ants, did you have a nickname? Maybe from high school or another? I only stage had nuts. I had nuts, and that was just because I was pretty loopy and you know pretty cooked in the head at a young age. I was a weird bloke at school, uh, always trying to do something different and you know try to be funny. Mm. Um, and then went to Nutchie, which I don't actually know where that derived from. Nutchie, no, so Nutchie nuts, and also I've got a. Exceptional ball bag. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you? Yeah. Well, well, large in size. Quite large. And my party trick is actually getting out in front of females. I've had to stop now, obviously, in recent times. <laughs> 2019. Um, yeah, you sort of put it out the top of your your, your jean uh, uh, or your pant. Yeah. And um, you're like, have you seen my new Hellenstein's belt? <laughs> Pretty, buckle. pretty uh, <laughs> a pretty low key gag, but geez, it gets a couple of laughs or a stiletto to the face as yeah, I've yeah. in the past. So oh. nuts. I'll show you after the, the, the potty. Yeah, yeah. I won't put a stiletto on your face. I promise you. Blair has texted Jim and his story through a three five two zero. You can do the same if you've had a blowout. Uh, let us know. We'd be keen to hear it. We're keen to get you on the podcast. Blair, you there? How are you? There he is. How are you? Good, good. Uh, have, have you have you bounced back from your fuck up? Yeah, took a while. <laughs> well, ha- ha- okay, start from the beginning. Here, where you go? You tell us, mate. The floor is yours. I was working at gold mine near Dunedin. There, even a name check, <laughs> unnecessary <laughs> detail, but I love it. Keep going. And uh, I had a, a normal road truck with a forty foot trailer on the back, a bin trailer. Right. I was tipping off the load down the, the ROM, which is where they tip off, and on the way back up, there's a road crossing. Well, I left the trailer up, didn't realise. Oh, no. And uh, oh, no. when we went through the road crossing, the main power lines hit them. No. I went went through them, and this is at night, Yeah. and I look out, I get on the radio, I said to people, I said, oh, can anybody else see the wildfire? <laughs> it wasn't wildfire. <laughs> It was actually all the fence. It was electrified and was creating fires for kilometres. Oh, my <laughs> God. So you've, re- you've and, taken uh, a whole bloody power line? Yeah, it took out the power for the mine and oh. the town. <laughs> and the town? Yeah, my craze was out. How many people are um, in that town? Oh, 50, 100. Oh. the radio and I said, oh, can anybody else see the wildfire? Well, I got a reply from from a guy in a ute. He says, you better stop. Well, hang on, what's, what's, what was the consequences from this, I guess? 
I kept my job. Um, oh, good. The funny thing was, there was uh, we we got drug tested the day after, and there'd be twenty of us got drug tested. Yeah, we're all all down there, and the nurse hands the cup to the first guy and asks him to go fill it. About five minutes later, he comes out and he's balancing this big turd he had done in the week up. <laughs> <laughs> What's Mister Hanky doing there? Oh, yeah. great. <laughs> So let's talk through the damage that was caused after you took out the power lines. Yeah. I knew it was a few million. Have you still got your job? I, I did. I kept my job. Yep. Fuck, you must be a good worker okay. for that. Oh, fuck, okay. that well, honest, honesty goes a long way, doesn't it, Jim? Yeah, that's true. That's, well, you can't really deny it, can you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's another oh, it was the other huge truck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Back up. <laughs> This story hasn't really penetrated many people's uh, eardrum cavities because I've kept it quite close to my, my chest. But what an opportunity to you know to bring it to light, Jim. <laughs> hey. um, I can't exactly give you the year, but uh, it was it was back in South Africa, Joburg, and unfortunately, it was a sort of a bittersweet trip back home to see my my, my granddad who was who was passing away. But that was coupled with uh, one of my sort of um, childhood mates. Uh, we were both at the teat on the teat at the same time, not on the same teat, but um, you know we we're both the same age, and he was just about to begin his life sentence with his wife. Uh, he was going to get hitched, uh, so we're sort of <laughs> celebrating. Um, you know, him getting married, yeah. uh, as you do. His parents own a, a beautiful farm up in sort of in Port Elizabeth ways, and um, it was a beef and sheep farm. They had gone away for the weekend, and we were on an absolute bender, yeah. something that Ben Smith would, you know, arguably be very jealous about. <laughs> I love and it. Two stories today, both parents away, both huge benders. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. which is fantastic. Um, You've you got to sort of remember that I'm, I've come from New Zealand, so I don't know many of these blokes, except yeah. for this guy that I haven't seen for about eight years. Back in uh, the second day of the bender, uh, one guy uh, suggests, he goes, should we go fang the yurt around, the, you know, the paddock? Um, and you know my ears, my ears sort of prick up, and I was like, "That's fantastic!" Because back in New Zealand, we you know, we obviously like to skid around out yeah. west Auckland, you know, Nehemin or Skitty in the back of the paddock. <laughs> I was barred up, you know. Right. So six of us got into this um, sort of double door Ute, and we're fanging around this paddock, really just ripping a, a new one. And boy, oh boy, it's exciting! The boys are pumping the tunes. The caretaker of the property, um, this little boy called Phineas, um, and we're like, "Mate, get get behind the wheel." Anyway, he's going, we're trying to get close to this fence line. Yeah. Um, next thing we, mo- uh, Nick, we know, bang, we smash, massive sound. We get out, massive damage to the vehicle, and there's bovine creatures being struck oh, by no. boats. Yeah. Um, so we had to put it down. So yeah. we put it down. The there's humane a, thing to do. There's a handgun under, under every uh, seat in South Africa oh, for hijacking. Jesus Christ, yeah. So, yeah. Anywho, uh, we, we named her Penelope, and uh, she's one of the, the milking cows, and we, we tow her back. We couldn't bury her there because we didn't want the parents to find out. So we tow her back to the keg, give us sort of outdoor kitchen, and we start dissecting Penelope. Um, LAUGHTER <laughs> actually had a couple of steaks, believe it or not. Well, this right. is a, hang on. Hang on. on. Uh, is this the reason why you're dissecting her? I'll oh, get some tucker <laughs> no, no. later on. Yeah, well, that's it. We're yeah, having yeah. some tucker with yeah, the lads. Yeah. Uh, and I'm just about to go to bed. And I'm, the Swiss Army knife that I was using to help with the dissection, I've gone over to Penelope and chopped off one of her teats. And I've put it in my pocket uh, for later on. So the next day was a big bonfire on the property. Mates of mates were invited. I was, you know, marching around the bonfire. Mm. And um, I had this um, Penelope's teat and the Swiss Army knife in my pocket. And I, f- I get really deep with this girl called Jade. And and, and, and that lighting, it's quite nice because everybody looks sort of like silhouettes. So there's a natural glow on half your face. You can't really, you can sort of, 
see what people are wearing, but not really. I was like, this is my time to strike. You know, I've made her laugh a couple of times. I'm going to go get the, the chockies. She starts mixing, um, mixing and mingling with her mates again. And um, in that moment, I get out Penelope's teat and I jam it into my zipper. So I'm hanging out this teat. It looks like I've left the phallus hanging out. Yeah. yeah. And um, I'm trying to get her attention there. There's a bit of a group gathering and stuff. The lads are cracking up and stuff. And all of a sudden, I'm speaking to this bloke and um, I hear this screech, mate. Oh my gosh, Anthony, you pig. And I was like, holy jeez, oh bloody hell, everyone, like a couple of lads are cracking up, but she's actually genuinely pissed off. Yeah. So I was just like, dropped my beer, got the Swiss Army knife out, and I, <laughs> and I, I, cut, it, I cut it off and chuck it into the bonfire, and I was, like, I was like, well, Jade, guess what, that's fucking not going to happen again, is it? She, she collapses in a heap on the ground and she's hyperventilating. She's out. She's lights out. There's no really? lights on in Ericsson Stadium. She's, well, fainted. she's fainted. Fainted. She hasn't spoken to me since oh that my day. Oh, fucking God. And I, yeah, since then, I've been known as the guy that really milked the joke too far. So, um, <laughs> oh, how, so good. Ants, I have to ask you. Yes. What have you learned from all of this? What have I learned from this? From today's podcast, what have you learned? Well, what I've learned is, especially from you, Jim, that maybe my mum might be having a silver bullet next to her bed, and hopefully it's not on my dad's side yeah. of things. I've also learned that um, honesty is the best policy. Uh, obviously, Blair Ross, he couldn't get away from it. Uh, <laughs> he lit a town on fire, and a hell of a human being. He took it on the chin, still had a job, and he's he's still around today. Yeah. What I've learned from mine, uh, myself, is don't come in too hot with females. Uh, I'm 30 now, and I'm still single, Jim, so... <laughs> Ants Needle, uh, presenter, self-proclaimed foul sportsman. Um, thank you very much for joining us on this podcast. Uh, absolutely. The honor. Fuck Up Files. Uh, if you want to join us, like I said, you can be part of the Fuck Up Files. What do you need to do, Ryan? Give us your wee spiel. Just uh, text Jim at uh, 3520 is the keyword, and then text the story about how you've blown out. They don't have to be as outrageous as the ones today. They could be anything, any sort of blowout that we're going to find amusing that we can talk about. Everyone's had blowouts. We're playing the What Have You Learnt music, Jim. Have you not learnt anything today? Oh, fuck. I'm, I'm just exhausted. This has been a quite an intense pot. I've loved it. It's been great. It's been great. I'm te- I've got tears still fucking drying on my face right the, now. They're going more downhill uh, with each episode. We heard from Angela Dravid last episode. He went to prison. Yeah. That was me last week. And so- oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> This might not be a, yeah, there might not be a season two, so let's just leave it up. <laughs> Thank you very much, and a good fuck up to you. I'll be back next week. Next time, whenever. <laughs>